What happened to the bottom of your pants? I don't know, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dog. It's stupid. It's like an old man would say. All right. Did What's you pay up? extra for those rips in the bottom of your jeans? I had a guy come up to me. I got finished breaching. And uh, this is back in the Matlock building. And I had a guy come up to me and I had a hole in my pants. Uh-huh. And he says to me, he says, hey, pastor, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I'm good. And he said, hey, is the church like paying you well? And in my head, I was like, no, no, but I don't know what, I, I don't know what <laughs> well, my what response was. What am I supposed was. to say? And I was Do like, you no, want to give I me said, a raise? Yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. Why, man? He says, well, you've got a hole. Like, do you know you have a hole in your pants? <laughs> and then he stuck his finger in the hole. Not like perverted, yeah, but like yeah, stuck his finger like, in the hole. And then he told me he would take me jean shopping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, let's go. Jeans like a hundred bucks, but he never did it. No. He didn't want to go where you wanted to go, Gene Shopping. He, he was like, would have taken we'll, you. we'll go to Sears. Yeah, take or no, you to go to Sam's. Or Sam's. Take me to Sam's. <laughs> oh, man. What's that meme I sent? we sent the other day? I don't know. Uh, when you buy your clothes at the grocery store, you've 100% given up as a yeah. human. <laughs> and Rachel said, I, I buy <laughs> We were like, dang it, Rachel. <laughs> she said, I buy them sometimes. But Sam's is at Costco. He got Costco. It's not that bad. Yeah. But. Uh, What's up, everybody? How'd your, how'd your car turn out? It's it's good. So if you missed last episode, what, you, what say, are you even we doing? We have a celebration. So, well, maybe it's not last episode, but... It's been a I minute. Know. I don't know. Maybe. We, we're getting our building painted oh, here at church. Word. And Whitney and I uh, had a little overspray incident on both overspray of our vehicles. Overspray situation. So Whitney... It, I have got mine uh, repaired and recovered, and I feel so much... I was nervous. What's it going to look like? Yeah, it looks okay now. Yeah. I mean, it's got a couple little things I'm still going to fix, but not related to it's okay i have not yet you taken my my, my truck is straight over spray city you still got to get it yeah you got to take it in that's okay you the holidays got in the way and the busyness well of and life. and i've sold i've you know i treat cars like shoes a little bit and so mm-hmm. i've got rid of all of my yeah. transportation except this one yeah and so if i take it somewhere that means i literally don't have wheels oh you could drive a church van <laughs> oh yeah i could i could we got some of our staff to be doing that every once you, in a while i'm like why is so-and-so driving the church van? oh their car's in the shop you uh, i was like okay your kids right now are being homeschooled but if they were not it supposedly would be the, it would stop. they're doing racial's doing a great job they're uh being homeschooled but if they were not the greatest thing you could do is take your kids to school in a church van because lily's like the perfect age to be totally humiliated that you've done that oh have we told the easton story i think i don't know have we told it yeah he said we have so we we when when uh seven years ago i just desperately wanted us to have a work truck yeah for the church and so i bought an old uh like a 92 f-150 like little red little red i bought it for 700 dollars. yeah i sold it for 1200 come on somebody uh, like two years <laughs> later steward. There but it is. this thing was beat <laughs> yeah. it was beat it was like literally a farm truck and aaron had his car in the shop or something yes and he drove easton and mckinley to school yeah. one day he had he was, they were thrilled they were they loved it and so he did the extra double honk and the loud like hey <laughs> have a great day i love you so much it like, was one of those trucks that like all the door handles were broke off you had to roll the window down and let yourself out <laughs> it was best, it was tough but, well uh start from the bottom now we're here that's right now we got a work say, truck got, and some vans I don't we know got what a, that other truck is the, called. the kodiak the kodiak yeah that yeah. was a uh impulse we needed another work truck absolutely but i went a little over the top yeah a little a little over the top hey you paid what you would have paid for a regular oh dude i got it it's only got got, it's only got fifty thousand miles you got a great deal kodiak 4500 a steal of a deal with a flatbed yeah i don't know anything i'm just like yes i agree we call the tow pig should we put a picture in easton loves he's like let me write it down (laughs) tow pig okay Uh, Today, uh, welcome to the Tuck More. Welcome, guys. We are just a conversation. Yep. Between we, two friends. Two friends uh, that have, our family's been friends for 12, yeah. 12 years. It's crazy. And uh, we work day to day together yeah. in ministry. In ministry. And so our context life of leadership and life yeah. is through the lens of ministry and the Bible. Yep. And so we talk about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of We things. get a little transparent. Yeah. I think uh, so. Super transparent. You say should, words here you would never say on a Sunday or at church. I actually, 
oddly enough, say some words here I don't even say in my in regular, your regular life. <laughs> like I said, I said pissed. Oh yeah, you did last episode. But and not I like I was pissed, like I was mad. You said it as it was the actual action. Yeah, if I said if you if you got bathroom. one foot in, if you got one foot in the future <laughs> and one foot in the past, then you're just pissed on the future. Yeah, yeah. That's not a state. I'd never say that no, word. No, but here we. But we, hey, it's tug of more. Get right. over it. We're just getting. We get real and vulnerable and raw about. Uh, the the tension and the fight between where we are and where we know we're called to be that's and right. like uh, everyone who's on the tug team that's what we all feel is this like pull towards something more something greater something that we're not yet at we're learning to be content where we are that was a good conversation I listened to uh, that's a couple episodes ago yeah uh, our contentment conversation I got I got convicted of my own wisdom yeah it was good right <laughs> I was like I was we were like blowing our own minds I was while like we were dang how do I remember this yeah all the time how well, do i i need to just go listen to my own podcast yeah again so that's good. i have i've went back and listened to some and i'm like man i'm i'm Sometimes i'm, I'm full of it you gotta you're full of it no because like you know it but you're not yeah. living it out yeah. you're not you try, though, you're not doing it every minute every day but trying to drive that of, deeper that's part of the tug is like taking all that we know taking it into where we're going but then being cool with where we are right now so Today, we're following up on a conversation we started last time. Dude, um, holy guacamole. We literally had almost an hour conversation talking about hurt and trauma and navigating uh, a phrase that has gotten coined lately as church hurt, uh, but basically people in the church that have hurt you or working in a church and being hurt, whatever that looks like. And we were in this long conversation. We had been there for about an hour and we thought that was just gonna be a short 10 minute beginning, but it ended up being the whole podcast. So now, we're going to continue the conversation today. Okay, so let's, you know me, I like to do the quick You'd recap. You'd like to do the recap. So the, the quick rehab, recap is uh, God has this very difficult job of working yeah. with broken people. Right. And so every pastor, everybody yeah. in ministry, they got they got ish. They all got ish. They got stuff. They have situations. They, they're broken. And so we think that pastors, other people in leadership and churches shouldn't ever hurt us. But the truth is they're hurt broken people yeah. too. They got pride and ego and fear and insecurity and rage and anger and sin. Well, and what's that phrase we've heard? If you don't heal from what hurt you, then you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you, right? And what we found a lot so good. is that a lot of people in the church, because they were hurt in church, they have a harder <laughs> time admitting, oh, I was hurt and then actually healing from it well. Right. And so then what happens is just the cycle of bleeding on people who didn't cut you. and. Yeah it's a perpetual cycle that we see and we're like, God help us. How yeah. can we fix it? Yeah. And then last week I felt a little cheesy doing it, but we had a moment in the podcast where we gave like a, an apology to yeah. people and said like, Hey, even though we might not have been the pastors or leaders yeah. that hurt you, maybe we have, yeah. uh, we're sorry. Right. And so like, you may never get a sorry from them. Uh, but we're sorry that no, you had to walk through I that. Think, I didn't think it was cheesy at all. I thought it was very authentic because something we've learned is that you do the best you can with what you know when you know it there's some i see some people trying to get in our building oh you're just like you're distracted i am distracted oh they got in they, <laughs> they got must in. have a key their staff all right okay I don't know who <laughs> it's it fine <laughs> that's allowed they're not breaking it uh so uh what are we saying oh we've learned that you do the best you can in the season that you can and sometimes we've had to apologize for like I did the best I knew how then, and I would not make the same decision today, but I did the best I knew then, and so I'm sorry if I hurt you. Yeah. And and I thought it was real authentic to do that because sometimes people don't even realize they have caused hurt. They don't even realize there is pain, but man, it's not our intention as people, followers of Jesus, to hurt people. It's yeah. not our heart. Not our heart. But often it happens. It happens because we're just people. Yeah. And uh, I, I really appreciated the part that we talked about about how there's there's moments in my life that now with some perspective I realize that some of the hurt I brought on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I stayed or because I was chasing the wrong thing and yeah. by chasing the wrong thing I put myself in positions to become hurt. And uh and so when you can really swallow like maybe, maybe, maybe a little of it yeah. might be somewhere on you. Like maybe God had been speaking some stuff and you didn't listen. Yeah. But we, we, we unpacked all that. Or I don't want to get into it again. Our own fear or insecurity kept us from speaking up. Like yeah. there's all kinds of ways that we could possibly have uh, our own, yeah, her, our own part in it. But we talked about 
what we were going to talk about this yeah, time yeah, 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 is yeah. Uh, some of our own progression of hurt and pain in church life, in ministry life, in and talking through. I think it just helps us being able to be vulnerable helps other people identify, oh, okay, I need to heal from some of those things. Yeah, I don't want to tell any of these stories. Well, I know, neither do I, but we're gonna. <laughs> I don't want to tell any of these stories, but you know, we ask you guys to ask questions. Yeah. And when the questions you ask are topics that we don't want to talk about, yeah. we love y'all enough to, to, to get exactly. into it. Exactly, I think that we've so had how do we do people it? asking us about this lately. So let's talk about well, and I see it, man. No, right. I see it. I see people on social I'm telling that you, are like used right to now. used to love God, Golly. and it's not it's not just that they left a church. Right, they've ejected from their relationship with God, and it breaks my heart. Which which that says that you had a relationship with a pastor, not a relationship Correct. with God. Right. So careful, yeah. current current uh, church attending Christian. Right. Is like, are you in God tight, or are you and your pastor? Or they ejected Tight. from their church when their community, something happened in it, like maybe the people they were friends with. And then it's like, were yeah. you in a relationship with a community, not God? Were you in a relationship oh, with uh, a yeah, friend group that you thought you were cool in? Like, yeah. it's like, it could be a pastor. It can be a, a people. It can be a, a whole group that, and it can be from big things to small things. And so I think it's worth talking about because because though we've endured a lot of hurt in the church, you and I still believe that it's the hope of the world, that the church, yes. the local church is the hope of the world. Yep. And though it's God uses imperfect people, uh, it's still what God is using today to help connect people to God. And yep. so like, let's talk about some of our earliest things. Cause you and I grew up, we always joke, uh, we grew up in the same church, just on different sides of the country. Yeah, yeah. Michigan. Very, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Very similar. Texas hat. Yes. Texas hat, very in the murderman. The murderman. Uh, very. Uh, we're both similar. winter. We're both pieces of winter attire. <laughs> and we are. A hat and some mitten. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, similar so churches. Similar churches, different sides of the country. All the time, we'll be like, "Did you guys do this in your in growing up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yes." Yeah. Like the pie, like the pie auction. We had the pie. We just ate pie on. Remember on the podcast yeah. a couple minutes ago. So. Uh, Let's talk about that. What is some of your earliest memories of? Oh man, uh, a bunch. I had a, this week Lillian had a, I know I, I'm knowing dodging your question, but no, I'm it's not. it's fine, go. Lillian uh, had a choir recital thing. Yes, yes, This, this yes. week for her uh, co-op. Co for her homeschool. And so Titus is there hanging out. Yeah. And he's reading a book or something. And so he gets up to go and say hi to one of his friends who's singing in the choir. And there's another boy who's a year or two older in the choir who looks at Titus and he says, get out of here. We don't want you over here. You're not in the choir. Oh. And Titus, he's tenderhearted. Yeah. Big old frown, big crocodile tears. Oh. Comes and walks back to us. And I was, you know, my initial reaction is like, where's this kid's dad? Yeah, let me go fight because him. Because <laughs> you're going to die in the parking lot. Doyle uh, rules. Yeah, Doyle rules. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so, but like, Your yeah, man, family's going but down. like that has nothing to do with the church. <laughs> right. Just proximity of people causes hurt. Okay. But he was in a church when it happened. Yeah. And I think that so many of our memories as kids, for me, I have so many like just, yeah, small. I remember one time my parents were pastors of a church. They were putting together uh, in that season, my, you know, back in the day, you'd do whatever job needed to be done. So they were helping in the young married group and they did like this event and it was in the fellowship hall and they like I was a young kid but helping in like the nursery area I was a helper and so they asked me to go get something out of the fridge well I go into the fridge and I flip the light on because I'm a kid and this man yells at me like how dare you turn the light on I can't believe don't you know they're having an event in the other room and they might see the light and I was like I I'm just trying to help like yeah. But I can remember it as a little kid being like, oh, I, I didn't do a good job helping at the church, which wasn't true. Right. But the association of where I was and the context of this man being a leader in the church made me feel like, oh, God might be mad at me. Like it made me feel these feelings as a little guy that if we're not able to identify as adults, we might cause pain and, and heartache and pain. Okay, go For back sure. to what you're saying answer um, my question that you no, dodged. No, I'm I think kidding. that there's just, I, what I'm saying is there's hurt associated with wherever you go. 100%. So like if you and I never went to church, right. but we went to like the roller skating rink and karate, Yes. people would have hurt our feelings there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, That's where I get like the church hurt phrase is just association of being in the church, but people are just gonna hurt 
people are just going to hurt other people. That's what right. life is. Right. Yeah. Um, man, I remember <laughs> uh, in the in the kind of denomination that we grew up yeah. in, associated with the we're Assemblies of God Church. Yeah. And they had this event that they would do every year called Fine Arts. Oh man! And so Fine Arts is like a. Uh, it's like a Jesus talent show. <laughs> it's a Je- it's a Jesus talent show. This is the greatest description ever. It's a Jesus talent show, and so you can you have all these things that you you know try to do. You sing or you you do a, a human video, yeah, or which is like a skit to music, yeah, or a short sermon. It's very weird. So you would preach a, you would preach a sermon for, for only five minutes. Yeah, and, only five minutes based on the same topic. And so like legit like Simon. And Paula and Randy, I know there's probably new judges. Oh my word. <clears throat> but yeah. like just like American right, Idol, just like there's it. three judges with yep. pieces of paper and you go in and you're you're critiqued on on what you how you perform. How you do it, yeah. And so man, I I, I remember so every year every right. year we would do this and I would do short sermon on a couple other things. And uh, and there was this wall where they would post the um the winners, the, the top ten, the Well no, post the like the the rankings. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah. so you would go and look at that wall and everybody's names on it. And you would see where you ranked and if you were advancing to the next round. And we jokingly called it the wailing wall. Oh. Because people yeah. would walk up, see that they didn't advance, and literally, I mean, they're like a bunch of 14 year olds. Right. And literally, like, break down emotionally Your in front of this wall. whole life for the last three weeks has <clears throat> been based around this moment. Yeah. Right. And right. so for me, I, uh, I have always been a talker yeah, and a little like, uh, you know, big, big personality. Yeah. And so when I would do short sermon, I would always advance to the next round yeah. and then make it, uh, to the like deeper rounds, but I never won. Yeah. And I always lost for four years in a row. I lost to the guy who's in charge. He's called the DYD. He had a daughter who was my age. I could say their name right now. <laughs> Let's not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> She won first place every year, which meant that she got a scholarship to a Bible college for, for four years. And I lost every year to this girl. Isn't that a little bit of a conflict of interest? Yeah, and it's the reason I don't believe in women in ministry. Right. Hey, if there was ever a, if there was ever a turn, there was ever a turn in my life for me to hate pre- preacher women, I could tell, call her name out. I'm glad that you, and, that you let uh, it and go. And man, man, it hurt. It <laughs> yeah. hurt that like I'm giving my absolute best. Yeah. Everybody around me saying it's going well. Yeah. My parent, we needed a scholarship money. Right. And like just because it was some conflict of interest, there's some trickery happening. Some, tr- some, some uh, what is it? Vote, Insider trading. Vote. Yeah. Some. They got some hanging chads in the in the <laughs> yes. in the fine arts. Some fraudulent votes. Yeah. And so right. yeah, I remember that making me mad. No, that's. Kelly, man, there's so many. I can remember. We're starting with some light. We're starting with say, some underhanded softball. I have a here. heavy one uh, that I can remember from a teenage years. I I brought a friend to church with me. That man, I've been trying to get her to come with me forever because I knew her story. I knew what she'd been walking through, and I get her to my youth group. Mm-hmm. And this is a heavy one. Is it okay to go this? Heavy? I know this one. Okay. And I was so excited that she came. Well, they decided to do it's February. You know, I should have known better. They oh, just, it's dating week. Yeah, it's dating season. I kissed dating goodbye. Yeah. Oh, come on. That book. Uh, don't was, read it. Don't read it. I think that guy got divorced three times. But uh, that's trash. Anyway, uh, so. I got my friend in the room. Well, then they say, let's break up into girls and guys. And I'm like, okay, this will be good though, right? God, you're gonna like use this moment to help talk to her. Cause I knew what she'd been struggling with. She'd been hanging out with a lot of dudes, all the things. And I remember the youth leader saying in this room, and if you're in this room and you've had sex with your boyfriend, shame on you, shame on you. Which we believe uh, that the Bible says that there's no condemnation in Jesus. That's right. not who Jesus is. He didn't come to put shame on us. He came to take shame off of us. Uh, now, there, she shouldn't do that. That's not going to be beneficial for her. What she was trying to speak was right. truth of the fact that that will cause hurt and pain and destruction into your life. And it's not the right path that you should take. But what she did in her humanness was come up with the best words she knew how to come up with. Well, and the words that she had probably been told herself when she was 14 and not a youth leader. And I just remember like my friend, I could feel my friend melting next to me. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she's never gonna feel safe here. Now she's just gonna feel condemned here. Yeah. And I hate that that is a story that I have in my heart, but it's also part of my story of why we 
believe the way we do to not put shame on people because I'm like, that didn't get her any closer to Jesus. No, that didn't help her feel loved and accepted by him. And it just made her feel like garbage. And so, man, I still think about it to this day and get kind of riled up as you can tell, because I'm like, dang it. Why did they say what they said? Now, again, they're just people, what you said, doing their best, but I know it caused damage and I know it caused hurt and it caused hurt for me too, as a person bringing my friend to what I thought was going to be a safe place. Yeah. People say hurtful things one, because maybe that's the only words they have ever heard or the only way they know how to say it. Uh, right. Yeah. Like they, they don't have any other good tools of how to communicate that idea. Or, uh, I had another thought I'm losing it. Well, you can think of it. Keep talking. I don't remember. But yeah, or they just, there's not an oversight of someone that's actually helping. Like, let's be clear about how we should talk and not talk. And also, most likely, from her lack of context. Oh. She probably never did that. So in her mind, it was something so intense. Go. Or I think that people say hurtful things uh, in a certain way because they do want to belittle somebody. Oh, Absolutely. I think that there's a very, like, sometimes it's, what I was trying to say is sometimes it's just, they don't have a better tool, but sometimes they're a prick. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes they're really a jerk. There's another word who's that really, he doesn't say in real life that he's just said. <laughs> who's really, like, they're just mean. Yeah, no, you're right. They're just mean. Yeah. Or, like, like the people, okay. Uh-oh. The girls, I don't know if I should say this, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to interrupt me and back me up. Okay, I'll interrupt The girls growing up who always enforced the dress code were the girls who couldn't wear the clothes. hundred percent. I'm saying the reason that people are mean is because. Well, again, it's church hurt, but it's people hurt right. because it's the same insecure girls at the lunch table. It's the same insecure right. girls at the roller rink. It's the same. The ins- guys who that- told me I was too loud and too wild right. and too crazy were the ones who were timid and shy and afraid. Yeah, and wished they could be loud right. and fun and chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> chaotic. It's like good it. chaos. Yeah, good, good, good chaos. chaos. Yeah. There's, there's, there can be a lot of hurt. And so I think we just have to identify, you know, who's saying it. Right. And are we going to allow their voice to have any weight? That's the thing. That's really the thing is like, are we going to let it affect who we are and who we become? Yeah. Because sadly for my friend, like, she allowed those words to become a part of who she is now yeah. as an adult. And I hate it. it makes me sad, but I'm like, good grief. Uh, that person, you didn't know that person. You didn't have relational depth with them. And so, uh, we have to really allow a filter to come in of who these people are and what, and what we're saying about it. So I remember a quote from, I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. It might not be, it might be, uh, it might be Stallone or Willis, Bruce Willis. Those are the uh, 80s uh, trifecta, the Trinity of the Trinity of action stars. Uh, They said, uh, (laughs) they said, it doesn't matter what they call you. It only matters what you answer to. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it's so good. Like I know people called you names or called you stupid or said something bad about you. Or that you didn't have what it took. Okay. But it doesn't matter what they called you. It only matters what you answer to. And the reason that church hurt hurts sometimes is because we accept their words. I accepted that I was not as good as this other girl preacher. I accepted that I wasn't obedient. I accepted I wasn't getting 4.0 and kind of causing problems. So then we do that when we're young. Then when we get older, it follows us. Follows us. You had any names you were accepted that you accepted? God, so, I'm gonna tell mine. This sucks. Okay, so uh, so my leader, I think, was trying to do like a uh, team development, yeah, like trust volley, team building, <laughs> team building exercise, yeah. And so what the idea was, uh, and the team already had a very much teasing, sarcastic, like sarcastic mockery vibe. Mockery, is yeah. The word, and yeah. so and so, what we're gonna do is we're going to make a nickname for everybody. And this nickname was going to represent who the person was. Yeah. And so we would send the person out of the room and then everybody else would like brainstorm attributes about this person. I didn't know that you were out of the room. That makes it worse in my mind. Yeah. But when you're already around people that are kind of always looking for a dig. Yeah. Always looking for like a, a joke. Um, that turns ugly, like real, like real real fast. Yeah. And so, uh, I remember, we did it for a couple other people and we would say like the 
you know, godly and, you know, like the nice things. But then, but then would also throw in all of these like little, uh, yeah, like late, loud, (laughs) bossy, right? Like whatever the things were. And so I remember, uh, coming back in the room to see my name that they picked for me and the name that, that was selected for me that then I got called a bunch was big ask Toro. Now you didn't cuss in that second word. No, but big it sounds a little bit ask, like you did. ask Toro. Yeah, but right, but the implication. But, but, it, was what but it was. you think that I swore because the implication is that you did right. And so, like I, in the moment, you know, you laugh about it. Yeah, because I get it. I do ask big. Yeah, I'm. That's why we're You're now. You're a big asker. That's why yeah. we're now called more church is because right. I'm the big ask guy. Got it. Yeah, and then Toro is why this. We have the, toe pig that you got so we have the toe pig for a great deal right yeah and so the toro is like a bull yeah who just runs stuff over right and that's a like in the picture of who trustin is that is a five percent picture of 100%. of my personality that is a piece of you that leaves out all kinds of pieces of you of that are incredible of who you are but if you become big ass Toro, then that caricature, which we've talked about before, that, yeah. that exaggeration of just one part of your personality, it can start to feel like, oh, is this who I am? Oh, yeah. is this all people see me as? Yeah. And you can start to answer to that and yeah. just be the guy who is a bull in a china cabinet, knocking people over to get what he wants. That's yeah. what it implies, which yeah. is not who you are. Right. And I think that as I look back over those years of my life, uh, there was just a lot of conversation and discussion within a team that was too jokey yeah and sarcastic and when you're unwilling to say confrontational words directly to a person yeah yeah then you you say them passive aggressively passive aggressively right and so we jokingly say that here at more church we're directly aggressive directly aggressive meaning like well you're loving if there's an issue yeah if there's an issue, we're going to just say it to you. Absolutely. I told something to one of our staff guys who I love this week. I said, hey, man, can I talk to you about something? I said it real fast. Here's the area that you need to focus on and work on. I love you. Hugged. Right. There's, and so there's no reason for me now to dance around that idea for six months. Right. Saying a bunch of passively aggressive things. Or saying a bunch of stuff to other people, which that are is just, even worse that are just and even cause, more hurtful. That are just going to cause hurt. Absolutely. And so I think um, for me, I had this caricature drawn about me to me that I never knew was real. I, uh, being from Michigan, have a couple words that I say right. uh, uh, wrong in a Southern context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way that we say, oh, you know, I'm putting new shingles on the roof. Yeah. Well, I understand that roof is what the sound of the dog makes and that the word is roof. I understand right. the word is roof. Uh, I've got a, but I've got a bunch of those. Yeah. Um, I would say all, if I was telling a story, I'd say all of a sudden. Yeah instead of all of a sudden. Right. I've got a bunch of those things. It's the things. same way that here in Texas we say y'all. It's a similar... And and uh, I'm not a great speller. Yeah. I Now, I don't think I'm a horrible speller, but I'm not a fantastic speller. It's really more that you have a lot of words to get out quickly, and so when you're writing them, um, it's that you just don't take the time to decide how to spell them. Right, because if I try, I can. Yeah. But while I'm writing them on a whiteboard, it turns the end of the word turns into a scribble. Yeah. And so I think that some of these, these uh, personality pieces got shifted into conversation in a mockery right. vibe that created insecurity yeah. and man, was, was, was hurtful. Yeah. Now, I've got to admit that I was a part of it to other people. Right. Oh, right. We talked about it, that sometimes we, the hurt that we are caused is also we are part of it because we allow ourselves to be in it and don't speak up and say, hey, this isn't cool. Right. Oh, I'm getting stabbed. Okay, let me get my knife out and start yeah. stabbing. Yeah, you start and, bleeding on other people. Yeah, and so I yeah. started, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. But it was because I was a kid and wasn't aware of, right. I, I, this is really hurting me. This is really changing how I view myself. Right. And I'm hurting other people in the process. Yeah. And I think that uh, we, we did a conference somewhere not too long ago that me and you were tag team preaching something. Yeah. And we said a statement about how sarcasm is oh, uh, a form of weakness. It's just a weak, yeah, it's just a weak form of communication. Yeah, and I said some real extreme sentence, like anyone who is sarcastic is just a weak person. Or, yeah, you I don't got know a I lot said. of messages later. People were like, oh, no, I but like I had being sarcastic. Ho- I had a whole table yeah. of a church staff come up to me 
And the pastor was like, can you talk to us more about that? Yeah. And so me and you just gave him, dropped some ideas on him. And we, we got an email from him later that said that it changed the whole culture of their yeah. church when they decided we're gonna stop being sarcastic. Which is incredible because you let these small little things drip and it can cause massive hurt. Right. And so like in that, like again, Sometimes it's people want to be punks. Sometimes it's just all they know. Yeah. So whether it was, oh, I saw this team building exercise or whether it was, I want to call out some things that I don't want to directly uh, be directly aggressive about, yeah. whatever it is, uh, that caused pain. Right. It caused hurt, not just to you, but to everyone else. I can only imagine the feeling of being out in the hallway while people are making a nickname for you. And yeah. like for me. And knowing that the people aren't trusted. Right. No, right. Their perspective of And you. then you have to come back in the room and smile yeah. while you receive this nickname. And for me, like, um, for, for me, and I've had nicknames where I didn't even know they were my nicknames. And that's painful, too. So you've got to walk in and smile while going, oh, this is a nickname you've given me? Awesome. Uh, the context of the team we have nowadays, that would not be the way it would go. Just because there's such an honor culture and, like, love for each other, it'd be, like... I don't know what it would be, something more kind and generous. But but for me, finding out about nicknames, you know, you get that feeling like somebody's talking about you behind your back, but you don't actually know. Yeah. And like we talked about it ahead of time and you're like, are you really going to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, I, I, I start to get in my head a little bit because, you know, people that were in my life in that season are still watching. Yeah. No, I know. You know, and so uh, it, it, it gets in my head a little bit. But I would rather push through that for the many people who are in cultures like that and who have received hurt. Absolutely. Because of the fact of the matter is, again, they're just people. Yeah. And so like we've walked through forgiveness. I'm not mad at anybody about it. You're not mad about it anymore, really. Other no, I'm not than mad. you're not other than because the, I've like, built an empathy list. Exactly. We yeah. just don't want that hurt to get on other people. That's our only like reason for even having the conversation is like we have to allow ourselves to go, oh, because what could have happened is you and I could have taken the hurt that we in endured in seasons. And then when we became the leaders, put that same hurt on the people we were leading. Yeah. And we decided we're not going to do that. What? No. Okay, go. Okay, go. I was going to say, I'm coming back to it. So for, yeah, for seasons, I knew there's this buzz about, uh, about me. Well, it's around while you were me. still a volunteer. You and Aaron were volunteers, but like key volunteers yeah, and very, helping me with tons of stuff and very connected and i knew and i would have these like again passive aggressive statements set at me but i didn't really understand like what are you trying to say you're saying words you're not saying but later finding out oh there's actually a nickname that you have that was completely uh well one it's super derogatory but two it's not at all who i am right and so uh yeah you don't, you got stressed for me to say it but i'm just gonna say it so uh the name was boobs mcgee which is a like super not kind word but it implies oh she's a pretty girl who is just a pretty girl that's essentially what it implies right, who probably uh, is ditzy and probably dresses a little inappropriately which i still disagree with but whatever uh that's fine and and is like a dig at like, wait, I think you're just find me attractive and you don't know how to deal with that. So you're gonna call me a name rather than deal with your own impure hearts and minds and thoughts anyway. Right. And so when I found out about it, it made- That there were, there were guys in the church. There were actual men in the church, grown men in now, leadership. Now this is a decade ago. A long so. time ago. So like whatever, it doesn't matter. But it made so much sense oh, now I have an answer to this feeling I've had well, because you, I didn't understand what was being projected about me, but then was hurtful in the like, oh, then you don't know me at all. Right. And because you built this name for me, you're keeping other people from getting to know me too because there's just a persona of who they think that I am. But you got to tell the, the Hawaiian Falls story. Oh, okay. Because I'm no, saying the, the reason... the context. The reason that there was that... Um, yeah, culture allowed yeah, 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 is yeah. because of no. That's good. I'm gl I'm glad you said that. So we in this May is this is when this is like 2011. 11, yeah, it's a long time ago. Literally 11 years ago, probably right. So over a decade ago. Yeah. So we but 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 hurt from 11 years ago is still hurtful. 
it's still hurtful. That's why we're talking about Well, it. and if we weren't, again, what you said earlier, like if I wasn't willing to process that and let it go, then it would be very easy for this next generation. Do you know how beautiful the young girls that work on our team are? Like Bailey, Brady, Destiny, all these girls that work on our team are beautiful. And any others? And any others' names I didn't say, but they're like the young, they're like the young, yeah, yeah, yeah. up-and-coming on ones yeah. uh, on staff that are like, they're in their 20s. They're, they're, they're incredible. And yeah. like, I have a choice to be an insecure woman to say rude things or yeah. to be like, I'm so glad yeah. that we have beautiful women on our team. That's the heart of our house. Anyway, so Hawaiian Falls is like a water park in yeah, the water area. Park. And so as a church, we're a new church. We don't have a building. We're uh literally a church plant and so i don't remember what we did it for just in a hangout event or maybe a sunday night it was a I kids thing remember. i think it was a kids thing a kids thing i don't know we did an event where we all hey come to hawaiian falls and i grew up in the church i grew up in ag church so i know hey uh but again there's one difference i guess i grew up where it was like you just have to wear one piece swimsuits that's the rule if you're a girl doesn't help make a whole lot of sense because dudes only have to wear shorts they never have any rules but girls have all these rules right and but in the context of where we were i guess they had had even more rules i didn't even know about but i knew okay i'm going to show up in a one piece but then these other women uh these other moms or people who yeah that just go. came to our church like they don't have that context and i didn't think about it like i should warn them but i remember walking up on a group of people and a couple of dudes like looking at me in this way that was so ogling oogling what's the word ogling yeah they're ogling like i'm a piece of meat like i'm a yeah like a uh, not a person but a product but these are pastors yeah yeah and i was so like whoa what is happening there's clearly a, a vibe that is not healthy here well and i remember rachel talking to me about this and like the other women were in shorts and, and tank tops and right. i was like oh is that a thing that we're supposed to do like this is weird. So uh, we have new ladies who are coming. In two-piece regular swimsuits. No, just met Jesus five minutes ago. Yeah. So they're showing up in those kind of swimsuits. And then we've got all these other people in, yeah, shorts and t-shirts, tank tops and t-shirts. And I remember one of the new ladies saying to me, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, what? And she's like, why didn't you tell me how I was supposed to dress to this church thing? And I was like, well, honestly, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Like yeah. I thought, oh, a one piece swimsuit is going to be fine. And like, who cares if you're wearing a two, I'll, I'll wear a two piece all the time. Just usually to a church event, I would wear a one piece it, again, silly. And the modest is hottest and all those things. I'm not trying to say like everyone chill out, but, uh, it, it was such that a was negative. The that was the beginning of a personality that was being placed on you that wasn't you yeah it was you're so not weird. a you're not a slut no or, or a whore a ditz, or, or, or don't dress inappropriately or use my body as a tool to get somewhere it was such a weird like wait what to understand oh that's what they're what's being projected about me i i think you just got insecure of the fact that i just showed up and was comfortable being myself and it took me uh, a minute to like Oh, because one of my deepest like trauma insecurities is to be misunderstood. And so I felt deeply misunderstood um, and, and very hurt by people who I thought I was deeply connected to, um, but then had to realize that that was not about me, that that was about them. And yeah. like, I think that's something that we as people have to recognize. Okay, they don't know my trauma. They don't know that I, <clears throat> excuse me, fear being deeply misunderstood. And so I could have made that a bigger scenario yeah. in my own heart if I would have not been able to have empathy and understanding to say, it's not their fault that I so care about being represented my, by myself. Well, that's my own issue. Uh, and they're just punks and oh well. Like, so, yeah. Go, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, to me, I just can see where people will take things that uh, are there like they're hurt. They didn't mean it that deeply, but I could have made it even <clears throat> deeper. Right. Uh, because they're just being silly. It doesn't pumped. matter what they call you. It, it only, only matters, matters what you, you answer, answer to. to, you know, it doesn't matter whether you've been called uh, big ass Toro or boobs McGee or anything in between. Right. Don't believe it about yourself. It doesn't matter what they call you. It only matters what you answer to. It only matters what you answer to. So good. What you view yourself as. And I think that a lot of the hurt in me is that I started to view myself right. as what I was being called. Right. 
No, I remember. Because when you're young, yeah, you start to you. Oh man, these people they love God. They're preaching. They're doing great things for. Maybe well, they're right. Maybe well, I'm stupid. You mentioned the even the spelling thing. I remember working together. Yeah. Like one of the first few weeks that we were working together. I was like writing on the whiteboard, writing, and then all of a sudden you're like, here, let me, I'll write something. And you like grab the pen and you kind of like froze for a second. And yeah. I was like, bro, what's wrong? Like, yeah. what's up? And you're like, sorry, I just got real insecure to write in yeah. front of you because I'm probably not going to spell well. And I'm probably not. And I was like, what? But recognizing that that hurt will trickle into your life if you don't look at it, identify it, deal with it. And yeah, not let yourself answer to that because now we'll write on the whiteboard together all day long. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you might spell it wrong and I might spell it wrong. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but it was only because we were willing to talk about it, identify it and not answer to it anymore. Well, not answer to it because people just point out things that they don't like. And so the people that were pointing out my lack of uh, being winning spelling bees, right. <laughs> I was not pointing out their in inability to make friends. Right, right, right. No, it's true. So like, what would I rather be able to do in life? Yeah. Spell or make friends? Yeah. Well, I'd rather be able to make friends. No, and I think that it's not, these are not just isolated incidents, incidences. It, there's hurt anywhere when you're dealing with people, especially when insecurity, pride uh, creep in. Yeah. Not long ago, we were on a trip with some people and like the vibe of the trip was just like very cutting and, and backbiting, remember? And we were like, I start to get so nervous Why? telling these I don't stories. I'm not saying the name of where we were or who okay. we were with. Yeah. But I remember like there were a couple moments where some things even happened where it, it could have looked like you made like a flaw and like looked uh, stupid. But instead you rolled with it because you didn't care and you knew it wasn't your mistake. No, I'll tell a story. Okay. So I'm up. He I'm, said I'll tell the story. Tell no, it. I'm, we're, at a, we're at like a missions conference yeah. that we're speaking at. And so I'm up. Yeah, there's already this weird, like, competitive. It's weird. Like, uh, mochismo, masculine, yeah. flex-off thing. Yeah. And uh, and I feel myself being pulled back into it while we're there. Right. And uh, and so I get up to preach, and I'm killing it. No, it was great. Like, you know, you know when you're <laughs> you killing it. You know when you're doing it. good. You know I'm you saying. You know when you're doing good. Right. I, I've unpacked the sugar stick. I brought a sermon that I know is a banger. I'm well, killing you're this. Super comfortable in the room. It's a great room of people. The people responding. I'm killing. Yeah. It. And so we get to a point, and I have something in my notes, and it comes up on the screen behind me, and it's like epically spelled wrong. Super spelled wrong. Like got Z's in the middle of the word. Yeah. Don't have no. Like it's a typo. Yeah. Not a, not a spelling error. Right. And so I had sent my notes to somebody else's office, and then their office put it in, and then sent it across the ocean. And but I'm like a subject matter expert in trust and Baptist spelled typos. Like yeah. I know you yeah. and I know what, if you're going to spell a word wrong, I know which ones they are. And I was like, these are not his error. Like I, well, it was only one thing and whoever put the notes in, they just put it in wrong. They like, janked it up. And the, the, the couple of, not everybody, but a couple of their guys in the room started laughing like, so, so distracting, so much from the message in a mockery. It was so. But do you know why people laugh that hard when you make a mistake? Because you're making them feel small. Yeah. Well, they're making themselves feel small. No, but I'm saying because I'm saying I'm never going to forget that moment no, for my whole life. Because I'm up preaching this sermon and I'm banging nails. Yeah. Yeah. And these other guys had already preached. Yeah. And they're sitting there feeling small. Which is so weird. And then they see one they see the door open. They see a gap in my armor and they see a window of opportunity to start mocking. Yeah. I guess and, that's exactly what it is. And it shook me for three seconds. Yeah. I was going to say five seconds at top. It shook me for a few seconds. And then all of, all of this in my head is unpacking big ask Toro, the spelling, all of this is unpacking in my head in real time. And I realize Oh, that's just, this is just a distraction. Yeah. This is just another big ass Torah moment. Yeah. Like it, because that's, what's so sad and funny is that like in our life and in our context, we make a, 
we make a public decision constantly to cheer each other on in life. Like your win is my win. My win is your win. Yeah. And like, you'll give me gold all the time uh, for things when yeah. I'm speaking and I'll give you wisdom all about things all, all the, time. the time. And it's not my, Oh, I gave him that. Or, Oh, I gave her that. We're just like, yes, good job. And it's, it was so contrary to the, culture that we fight really hard to have yeah that it so like was it was rattling to me and the like are you kidding me right now and mm -hmm. i literally that's literally what i said out loud yeah uh, it was like are you kidding me right now because i'm like uh we have missed the point of why we are here and what we are doing yeah if we're gonna start making jokes about typos instead of but you rolled with it you literally handled it you well, called it out on the stage said oh sorry you owned it even though it wasn't your typo because that's who you are and what was so great about it is that it actually made you legendary rather than the small that they were trying to make you because what you answered to was not what they called you in the yeah. moment. What you answered to in the moment was who you are. Yeah. And I was like, yes, like good. Because what you said, that competitive nature can start to pull you back in. Mm -hmm. But there are always these moments of decision yeah. where we have the opportunity to say, am I gonna be hurt by this? Yeah. Or am I gonna step into all of the more that I know who I am? And in that moment you were like, nope, this is who I am. Right. I'm not letting this hurt me. It's not yeah. going to get on me. And that is a huge piece of the church hurt. People hurt. People are going to hurt us. Yeah. But we have a decision to make. And the sooner we can make it and the real time moments we can make it, it's literally legendary. Yeah. Because you'll remember it for the way you'll remember it. But yeah. we, Aaron and Rachel and I, will remember it for like, that's my friend. Oh, yeah. Because right. of the way you handled it in the moment that we were like, yeah, shut, shut up. But the only way... So what we're really talking about a lot here is caricatures that get drawn of us, like yeah. perspectives or words that people want to put on us. And the only way to defeat those is to identify that they hurt. Yeah. Like, okay, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. They're painting this fake picture of who I am. When you identify what it is and then you can distance yourself from yeah. it, but that happens through real conversation. Absolutely. Through talking with friends, talking to the community, like, hey, is this true? Am I stupid? Am right. I a slut? Right. Am I only a mule who carries things? Is this really who I am? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, and you're this, you're this, you're this. You need somebody else to write on your whiteboard who you really are. That's right. And when people that actually love you will fill your whiteboard with who you are, come on. Then you can listen to that name instead of the other name. So good. And the hurt, it, it goes away. And you just start to have empathy for the people that, that well, treat you and, that way. Uh, I think something we've learned is we identify that the thing that they've called out, pointed out, is actually trying to deter from the gold, the gift of who we actually are. Yeah. You being a bold uh, leader who's determined and unafraid to say all the words and ask for things, but also speak hard things. That's, that's the crux of who you are and right. my willingness to just be myself wherever I am yeah. and to not let it be like, Oh, she has to carry herself this way and take herself super seriously, but just have fun is a yeah. huge piece of who I am. And so like, it's just trying to steal that. Yeah. But sometimes it's not characters. Let's talk about a couple of stories. Um, of things that are actual just deep hurts. What, what'd you say? We're already at 52. We're at 52 minutes? I told you it might be thir three episodes. But I think, I, I, these are not that long, but I think it's important to identify because we know some people, even on our team, who have been in cultures where it wasn't necessarily a character, but literally uh, they had like walls of shame. Oh, no, we've, where, got, we've got a guy in our, on our staff who the church that he was at previously, literally like in the green room, had a, a wall of shame. And if you made a mistake and you played the wrong note while you're on the worship team or s forgot yeah. lyric or whatever, they would write your name down and like what, how you screwed up. Like to, as a memory to like, don't do that again. Like wait, what? And so he- A fear tactic. I'm like, that's yeah. super hurtful so, and super, go. No, so he, he invited another guy to come in and be a part of a team with him. And the keyboard broke? What the happened? Cord, yeah, the like, cord like broke. We do seven tarot every week, so our cords don't they just live in walls. The right. They're getting ran over and crap. <laughs> and so. Twisted up and all Yeah, and so like the keyboard mid-service like quit working. Yeah. 
And so he, he kind of like freaked out for a second because, but in his head, he thought, I'm about to never be invited back to this church. Right. They're going to never I'm let me be so on the worship sad team. realizing who that even is and like now no, how connected great. he is and how part of like, the, but I'm saying, that I would be so devastated. But that, that residue, simple. it gets on us. That performance residue. Yeah, you said that at the very beginning about fine arts, that it's, you're judged on the performance. Yeah. And I think that that can be a place in the church where we feel super hurt because we feel like it's not supposed to be about our performance, right? It's about our heart for God. But then because we're an organization looking for good talent, good performance, then people unintentionally hurt people by declaring this certain level of performance must exist at all times always. And I'm like, I bet it didn't start that way. I bet that church didn't mean to get all the way to a wall of shame. Right. I bet it started with, hey, we want to up our performance level. Hey, we want to have a level of excellence. But either someone was a punk along the way or passive aggressive. And so they decided to do this weird thing that turned into a super hurtful tool. Yeah, culture, it shifts. Yes. And you've got to keep a rein on the culture right. or you can quickly become negative and ugly and, and gross. And we have another person on our team I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story, but I'm going to. Well, can I say one yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. one? So I was on staff at a great big church, mega yeah. church, and uh, was on the mic on a Sunday doing prayer challenge. And the lead pastor, he called me over on Sunday morning. This was my first time on the mic. This just for uh, the screens of this church are, are like the size of a basketball floor. The screens. You have to put makeup on before. I'd never wore makeup other than Halloween in my whole life. And now I'm sitting there getting makeup put on me before Crazy. I go on stage right. to do the prayer challenge. And the lead pastor pulls me to the side. He says, all right, Trustin, here's what you need to do. It's, it's like 15 minutes before I'm on. Here's what you need to do. When you're talking, you need to spend 80% of your time in the camera, 20% of your time talking to the people. And me and you are going to sit down with the rest of the staff tomorrow. And we're going to watch how you do. And we're going to see if you're allowed to be on the mic again. That was not beneficial. No, not at all. Here, here's what would have been beneficial on Thursday. Yeah. To say, hey, man, super excited that you're here and trust your voice as a pastor in this house. And so, you know what I want to do? I want to ask you to do prayer challenge. And uh, man, there's some different things about being in a room this size. You want to spend some time focused in the camera and then sometimes focused into talking to the room. And uh, dude, I think you're going to do great. I heard you preach here. I heard this. Dude, you're going to do incredible. You're super natural in conversation. So just be natural. Just have fun yeah. with it. And then after, I mean, you can talk about it and see how you felt and see if there's any areas you think you should, you could grow in. Right. Maybe you have some questions for me because, man, I want to develop you as a leader. Right. Which one's better? We're going to put makeup on you, give you 15 minutes of head time, <clears throat> and then we're going to decide if you're allowed on the mic again. Right. And I'm like, <clears throat> I think that in the church, sometimes we just don't think about how our words are going to make someone else feel. Absolutely. Maturity is being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. 100%. So my dad told me all the time. And so maybe your leaders were not mature enough Absolutely. to put themselves in your shoes as a follower. Golly. Well, now if you're a leader, try to put yourself in their shoes. Right. I want to give our communicators as much on ramp as they can. Absolutely. I don't ever want somebody, Pastor Tim's preaching in a couple of weeks and he's known for months. For months. <laughs> right. Why? Because that's better for him. Absolutely. And guess what? If Pastor Tim gets up and kills it, which I know he's going to, knocks it out of the freaking park, do you know what that's going to do? Be good for the church. Absolutely. And if it's good for the church, it's good for me. Right. And the kingdom of God. We should all want the people around us to win. Right. But I think you said it before. It's about feeling. It's about feeling small and wanting to feel big in a moment. And yeah. so people tend to do things to make themselves feel big. And right. Good job. Yeah. He felt really big in that moment. But guess what? I only stayed there for two years. And yeah. Left. Well, and I he, left right. because I don't want to follow you. And he clearly felt big. Uh, what to a 25 year old kid that's what i'm saying like what a, what an absurd thing you clearly don't feel big in your regular adult life right. like and so it's sad but i think that can happen we have somebody else who uh was basically bartered in a competition uh, from one staff this story is not you this story i i believe it 
I believe it because it's true. But I don't, but, I, I can't believe it. But, but literally was on staff with somebody and somebody else that they knew in ministry was like trying, they, this person is killer. And so they were wanting them to be on their team. They were like, I want to get them. Can I get them? I want to, you know, steal them from you essentially. And basically said, if, if you win, they this, went golfing, this golf these two game, pastors went golfing. If you win this golf game, I'll let you have her. I'll let you have, which she's a human person not a like object to be not traded to, to in be a bartered. golf game but yet <clears throat> excuse me but yet in this golf game that's what happened he won and so then he went to her and said hey i told them that you'd come on their staff because she's a heart of gold she went so you're fired you're fired and transitioning this, this pastor from me hire to you. this other church and like what a jack situation <laughs> but also, i can't even as you tell our listeners right now, aren't going to believe you. Yeah. Well, because it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's absolutely silly. But it's but, the kind of hurt that people endure sometimes. But I feel like in that moment, it was not intentional. I bet if you went and asked that pastor, oh, no. they regret the decision they made. They it wasn't intentional. They, they regret how it went down. But in that moment, they just probably felt proud that this other person really wanted this person on their team and then wanted to feel big in the moment. And so hmm. thought, okay, well then you, if you win, you can have them because I'm big enough to be able to do that. What really it meant is that deep inside, they felt insecure. When we yeah. build the empathy list, it's easy to probably feel or to identify. They probably felt insecure in the moment and thought, hey, I'm doing a good job. This person thinks I'm awesome but unintentionally hurt someone else in the process. Yeah. They were just trying to make themselves feel, yeah, big and, and, and mighty and powerful. And yet we, they don't realize the hurt that it causes. And I think that's the part, whether it's caricatures or whether it's just decisions we make that are kind of uh, painful to other people. In the moment, because we're people, we don't realize the ripple effect yeah. of what our decisions are gonna cause. Yeah. And so for those who have been hurt, I'm sorry, that sucks, I'm super sorry. Yeah. But identify that they were people and, and sadly they just didn't consider the hurt it would cause you. Yeah. And that was not because they probably, not even probably because they didn't love you, just because they weren't being considerate of, hey, my decision is gonna have a ripple effect. Yeah. And so we can allow it to really hurt us and hinder our lives, or we can let it go, have empathy and move forward. There's, there's just so much hurt and that, that hurt causes us to, to make decisions that then end up hurting us worse. Right. And I know so many people that have left their calling right. because of some hurt in a church. Yeah. They're not doing the thing that they felt called and gifted and equipped to and went to college to do and know what's what God has for them. And now they're just selling insurance or doing whatever, just doing some other job because there was some hurt. I think that there can be so many veins that are spiritual abuse too. Yeah. There's the, uh, yeah. there's the spiritual abuse of, Explain you know, that for if somebody is not uh, connected to the church the way that we are, because it can happen in a business too. You can have so business as a, hurt. So as a pastor, uh, you carry a certain amount of weight in your voice. Yeah. But then on top of that, there's this gift. So biblically, there's gifts of discernment. Yeah. Uh, prophecy. Yeah. And people operate in different levels yeah. of gifts. And I can think of, we've got some people in our church right now that, uh, as volunteers, that were a part of a church that was like high prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the danger is that the man of God, yeah. the pastor. I was waiting for you to say that phrase. The, the man of God. The man of God. The man of God. <laughs> is that there can be an abuse of power that when you're when you operate as a prophet, you can start to think that every word you say is God. Right. Everything that you think is from the throne room of heaven. When some of it's just your idea or your ego or you don't actually know what you're doing. <sighs> And, and what happens is people are the collateral damage yeah. of pastors that carry themselves too high. Right. Like, I'm not Moses. Like, Moses was the leader of the people right. into the wilderness. Yeah. Moses went up in the temple and came down with his face glowing. Yeah. I haven't ever, I don't, I don't have that. Right. Like, Jesus came, died on the cross, forgive us of our sins. All of us are filled with the same spirit. Right. So like, I don't have 
I don't have more of Jesus than somebody else. Well, it's what you're saying is the man of God is like, we're all men and women of God. Right. Like what you said, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That's what the Bible tells us lives in, in me, lives in you, lives in anyone who's asked Jesus to be their Lord and savior. And, and yet it gets, uh, the Bible also tells us to show honor where honor is due. And there's honor uh, that we should give to those who are leading us in the way and the truth of, of God's word in that church biblical context. But yet it can get real messy yeah. when we start to uh, demand the honor and expect <sighs> the honor. And uh, instead of being humble, we become prideful and that's a mess. And speak to people down. Yeah. speak to people like our words are in parallel with the Bible and that they must do, do what I say. And there's a difference between like, when I was young, I moved a lot of furniture and set up chairs and moved trailers and all the things, right? But there were certain people that I was working for, pastors, that were super kind and super cool and really honoring yeah. and like thankful for me. But then there are others that were just jerks and treated me like a tractor. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a piece of some spiritual abuse. Absolutely. I think there's spiritual abuse that's like super deep and you get into the like Ugh. rape and like sexual misconduct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Misconduct, uh, financial abuse yeah. where they were taking money out of people to give. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I think, there can be, I mean, we've known people who were essentially volunteer slaves to the ministry. Oh, this is what I was, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, yeah, they're volunteer slaves to the ministry that they're not getting paid. This is not their job, but because of their reverence for these people and then because these people have allowed it and kind of demanded it, um, they find themselves in these kind of manipulated and abused situations where, yeah, Say, keep going. Say what you're we had, saying. We uh, had let another church use our Matlock building, uh -huh. our, faci our facility, uh, because they were in construction zone or something. I don't remember. They needed our building yeah. for something, or for prayer night or whatever. And it was raining. Mm -hmm. And so I got there to like unlock the building and like greet the people. And I'm like pseudo friends with the pastor. Yeah. Like acquaintances. Like acquaintances. Like maybe what a step above acquaintances. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm there to greet him and it's raining outside mm -hmm. and I'm standing in the lobby and I see this guy standing in a parking spot in the rain, just standing there. And so the first thing I'm like, is this dude okay? Is this dude drunk? Like, right. what, like what, <laughs> what it's raining. This man's just standing at attention, at attention in a suit in the parking lot. And so I go and ask somebody, it's like, Hey, what's going on? Like we have an umbrella. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, oh, he's saving that parking spot for pastor. I'm like, okay, I, we have cones. Would you like a plastic orange device instead of, also, a, instead of a human man? There's also no one else in the parking oh, yeah. lot. <laughs> and so this guy, I mean, I'm telling you, he stands out there for 20 minutes. Yeah. And the, the, pastor, the pastor pulls up in a Bentley. Right, right. They're borrowing our building. <laughs> And it pulls up, the man moves out of the way, pastor gets out, comes into the building, and I'm just, I'm shocked because there's a thing about what you said, reverence and respect yeah. and honor and like, man, our people honor us. Yes. Our people honor me. So I think honor. of Billy Lovell. Billy Lovell this week came and hugged me and gave me a thank you that I don't even think I deserve. This made me feel honored. Yeah. But I don't want anybody to have to stand in the rain to save my parking spot. Right. No. When there's a hundred others open. Right. <laughs> and and I absurd. think that sometimes we people have experienced hurt in those type of cultures yeah. because they've been they've been abused. There's this um, this thing that it's almost like they're lucky to be near me. Mm. Careful. Yeah. They they're th that's true kind of. Right. <laughs> like right now we've got some young guys on our team, and I think that man they're in a great position. They're fortunate to be able to be in and close and learning, but not in the way like I'm going to abuse you. Right. And you're lucky to get it. No. Right. That's, that's spiritual uh, manipulation. Absolutely. So I think that 
the reason we're sharing all these things is because maybe somebody's experienced it yeah. and they felt like, well, maybe the church is not a trustworthy place. Maybe God is not a trustworthy God. And the truth of the matter is, is that people are people and God is God. Only yeah. God is God. Only, Jesus is the only perfect man who came to earth and lived a sinless life. But people are going to hurt you. And yeah. so let's not allow our uh, our humanness, the humanness we've experienced, to get on Jesus and paint a bad picture of who he is. And then if you've been hurt, let's talk about it. Let's, let's allow yourself to actually be open about it. And the goal of talking about it is not to air the dirty laundry. Right. Our goal is not to say, these people hurt us. Here's the rude thing that happened. It's to explain, here's what happened, but here's how we can move forward. Here's what happens. Right. It's still happening. It can happen to you. It's happened to me. You're not alone in it. You're not uh, unique to it. But then let's move forward from it so we don't keep doing it. We just um, celebrated Aaron's birthday. Yeah. And, uh, and what you're saying makes me think we, uh, we went out and invited some, a bunch of different people to the birthday yeah. party. And there was this family that came that is out of a church that there was a lot of that yeah. kind of hurt. Yeah. And they're in the process that you're talking about of like how to get out of that hurt. And, uh, they said to us, man, we were just shocked that, that we got invited. Yeah. We thought we were at the other place. We've only just been musicians. Yeah. 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 Play, sit over the corner, don't be a distraction, and leave. Yeah. And it made my heart hurt for them because I don't know their whole story, but I know a lot of it just from that. From that context right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Any last thoughts? Of what we I mean, I've got, I've got 50 more stories that I could tell. Well, maybe we can, I don't know, we should, maybe we can hold on to them yeah. for the next time or another day or another moment. Yeah. But I think this was at least a good start of unpacking. And so maybe you have questions, maybe we've opened some doors and maybe open some wounds uh, that maybe you haven't talked about or been willing to think about for a while. And you know, I think you said the word honor and I think sometimes honor is the reason why we're afraid to even talk about why we've been Yeah, hurt. I'm having an even hard time filming this one. I know. Yeah. because Me too. I'm, but my heart for it is that people would know that God is a good God and that if you've been hurt in the church, you should try again. And if people have hurt you, go to them and like try to repair it. And then if that doesn't work, find some new people. And choose the right uh, correction. Don't oversteer. Mm, you know, yeah. if you see something in the freeway and you got to dodge it, if you oversteer, you could flip your car and yeah, die. Yeah. And I think what happens is people have some church hurt and then they overcorrect and they leave the church, not just the, maybe you need to leave the church. Right. The, maybe you need to leave that, that church, church, but not leave the church. Right. Or those people. You, not you need to leave those people, people, not all people. Yeah. You need to leave where you worship there, but not God. Yeah. Don't overcorrect. And so... Um, man, if you, maybe, maybe that's you and it's speaking to you, or maybe yeah. you have some friends, call them, right? call them and say, Hey, I'm sorry that happened. I love you, but don't overcorrect. Help Absolutely. people not eject from the call that God has. Absolutely. In life. Super good. No, we love y'all. And yeah. again, we care and want you to learn from our mistakes, learn from what we've walked through. And then if you have more questions, share it, uh, send it to a friend, post it all the things. We even get into the stories that I really wanted to tell. Well, we can do another episode. Dude. It's Love heavy stuff. Love you guys. See ya. <laughs>